Thanks for listening. This is Ralph and Vicki's Off Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers, and we're coming to you today from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. This is episode number four, and today we'll be talking about ground blind hunting tactics for deer. Welcome to Off Grid with Ralph and Vicki, a podcast dedicated to hunting, archery, and living the outdoor lifestyle. I'm your host, Pete Rogers, and in today's podcast, we're going to discuss ground blind tactics. How do we help if you're using ground blinds for, we'll start with whitetails. How do you find the best location? How do you set it up? Do you use uh, hub style ground blinds or do you make a natural ground blind? Just anything and everything we can think of about ground blinds. Okay. Sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. All right then. So let's just start with that, and um, uh, we'll start with location. How do you decide where you're going to use a ground blind? Well, I'll tell you. I I think the terrain and the brush actually pick it, make it for you. Make that a lot of those choices for you. You know, like like a lot of guys are looking. If there's not a place to hang a stand, you start looking for a thick brush that you can create. You know what I mean? Okay. You, you know, a blind setup, um, like hedgerows, where you know it just there's there's not a lot of trees, so okay. you're using the natural brush lines, um, ditches, where you don't want to try to ex, you know have that blind exposed over what the animals are used to looking at. In other words, like if I drew, if if you look at your horizon. And those deer come out in the same spot pretty much every day of their lives, mm-hmm. going to, going going somewhere or doing whatever. And all of a sudden, something appears there that wasn't there. That's what happens when people put blinds in and they they watch them from a distance and say, man, I, I'm taking it down because it's scaring the game. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because they didn't look at that at that picture and say, how do I blend this in so it doesn't stand out? Yeah, which is interesting because um, watching some television shows, for example, and looking at other people's hunting properties, sometimes I'll see a blind in the middle of a field. Well, you know, and in turkey hunting, we did that. And yeah. a cut cornfield doesn't bother the turkeys. But again, when we go much. back to deer hunting, a lot of our blinds are out a month at least ahead of time. Yeah. Deer, Just elk. I mean, yeah. bear hunting, you can go and put a blind up and hunt out of it that afternoon. But be prepared because when you leave, if you don't take, if you it, don't with take you, it with you, they're going to eat it. Yeah. Which is kind of fun, though, is when you're sitting in the ground blind and you're bear hunting because they yeah. get really close and they're up in your face and okay. stick their heads in the blind. Ground but level is cool no matter yeah. what. Yeah. It is. And, and honestly, I mean, not to jump off subject, but it just seems that there's more and more people trying it, yes. getting out there and enjoying it from the ground. Mm-hmm. It has its pros and cons. You know, definitely, you know, windy days, rainy days, colder days, you can kind of contain yourself, get yourself out of the elements, but you also lose your 360 view. Right. Well, which is part of what we're going to discuss is, right. is yep. that I know when I started using ground blinds, I started using them as I was taking my children with me. Yep. I didn't want them climbing up into tree stands so they well, can they get in the ground blind asleep. and play around and, and Their fall movement asleep. Is, is covered. Right. There's a whole lot of you know advantages to that. But what I didn't understand early on was that I had all the windows open. So I can see everywhere. So in all that movement, they can see you. I didn't realize that earlier. And that's kind of what we're talking about here, which we'll right. get to that in just a second. I'm right. still on the, on the location. So you're saying with, with deer, you don't want it in the middle of a field. You want well, it. Now, re- now, wait, wait, wait. Okay. If you get it in time and, you, you know, you put it out there, you talk to the landowner or you own the land. Mm-hmm. You know, brushing in a blind a month before season 
is the ticket. Okay. Let him get acclimated to it. And, and you know what I mean? After a while, it becomes nothing. Nothing causes danger. Nothing scares them. They're not smelling anything. You, you know what I mean? Okay. One of the things that we learned years and years and years ago was that if you have an opportunity to, again, not break that, that horizon. Okay. So in other words, if you can put it lower. Okay. Where the deer can see over it. It's it's like they don't panic. Okay. It doesn't scare them. All right. Um, you know, and, and uh, like we've seen a lot of blinds where guys will, and girls, you know, they'll tuck them into a hedgerow and they put that flat surface, you know, facing outwards. Mm-hmm. If you really look at almost all the blinds, really the best way to position a ground blind is not have that flat surface out, but a corner. Okay. Because it gives the little bit of extra... It can, well, it makes it a little easier to go ahead and brush it in. It's not a big flat surface. It's not going to be just a big object in there. If you okay. go ahead and you put the point out there, which <clears throat> most of the blind's windows are set up for that's, that that's purpose. how they are. Yep. But when you buy a blind without knowing that, you think you're supposed to put that flat side out and try shooting out of like the yeah. triangle thing. And actually, if you just turn it just a hair out, usually most of the corners have those bigger holes in it for the it shooting. Does it, it breaks it up. Mm-hmm. You know, and the other thing, and this is just for anybody, you're driving, you're walking, you're hiking, you're doing whatever, and you all everybody sees a ground blind on someone's property. Mm-hmm. What is the first thing you see? The roof. The roof. There's nothing that's flat. You, you know what I mean? Right. And obtrusive as, as obtrusive as the roof. Mm-hmm. So I would you, say roof. Roof. You're saying I would roof. say roof. Yeah. Okay. Roof. Roof. <laughs> roof. Roof. No. roof. But, but I, you know what I mean? I, yes. I mean, really. That's northern thing going on. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. But, but the other, some, something simple is, Put brush on top. Because this is a hub-style blind that we're talking yes, about, right. and, and that roof is pretty... It's flat. I, it's, I mean, it's, it's pretty flat. There's a little bit of a slope to it, but it's right. pretty flat. Yeah. Some of, you yeah. know, depending on the materials, they reflect light. Mm-hmm. They don't absorb they it. They really do, yeah. So, so it, again, it's an, it's an object that wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Yes, they can get used to it, but you better make sure it's in there, you know, in long enough time. Okay. But if all you do is put brush on it, on top of it, even even burlap. Okay. You would be amazed at how that just starts to disappear, okay. you know, into the surroundings. So when you say brush, you mean, just, I mean, let's be specific here. So if you're in a cornfield, that'd be corn stalks. Right. If you're in a soybean field, that may be soybean stalks. Yeah. Maybe, I, I, or, or burlap. 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 What burlap? Burlap's first, camouflage burlap's cheap. Yeah. It is. You can turn around, put that on there, use a little bit of like upholstery spray, like a 3M product. You can yeah, spray yeah, yeah. And what you do is, you, you know, we lay that on top. We lay it on some of the sides. And it glues itself to it or sticks mm-hmm. to it. Yep, it sticks it's to double-sided it. Double-sided tape if you can't find yep. the upholstery. And what, what it does is, it one, it absorbs light. It doesn't reflect it. <clears throat> so this is camouflage burlap, not just yes, regular sir. brown yep. burlap. Okay. But burlap will do it. I yeah. mean, if you because you look if you look at it, t- browns, tans, and everything are everywhere. Yes, they especially are. in hunting season. Yes. yes. So okay. I, I mean, cornfield. Just do brown burlap. Look at that, and then you put your stalks on the blinds itself. 
it's gone. It disappears. Okay. Well, and, and I think one of the things too, is like when you're saying location wise, you know, we're talking about like if you're in the middle of a field, mm -hmm. but if you are on an edge of a field or in the timber and you've got great trails and you want to set it up too, is if you're in the timber and you've got big oaks, set it up next to one of those big oaks. Right beside a tree. Right beside a tree. Maybe there's an overhanging branch. That's great cover for setting up a ground blind. It really, I mean, when you can use natural stuff and then brush in a little bit more, it's going to help because they're used to seeing that big object, that big tree. And okay, well, the tree's got a little bit more of the growth. It's not just all of a sudden you have this big ground blind in the middle right, of nowhere. Right. Uh, down in the south, we have a lot of sweet gum trees. It's, pretty, it's like an invasive species. What's a sweet gum tree? <laughs> you, really, you really don't know? No. Okay. Well, it's a, it's a kind of a tree. They have little gumballs on them that's big. But Is that the thing that looks like they got little spikes on it? Yes. Okay. Yes, but they I are, down Alabama, they are by the millions. So if, you, if you're in a, like if you do a pine tree cutover, sweet gums just blossom everywhere. And it's, it's worse than this. Really? Any nutritional value? Or? None whatsoever. It is really, really just, uh, it's it, it's very expensive to try to maintain. So we have, you know, millions of sweet gum trees at home, little saplings, wherever we do, you know, wherever there's an open space. Is we, it a hardwood? Or yeah, a, it's okay. considered a hardwood, but it's okay. fairly soft as, as far as a hardwood goes. Um, and so... What I do is, I, is if when I cut the saplings down to make a place for a ground blind, you know, they'll die. But I stick them all over the blind. Right. All the dead limbs. So um, I don't know how how effective it is, but it makes me feel like it's hiding it better, you know. So, Anything to have, break have up that. Have you shot deer with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's well. effective. Okay. <laughs> So with feature. brush, it can be dead limbs. It can oh, be yeah. it can be um, um, agricultural things. It can be a, a lot of different things. It can be anything. Grass. Yeah, broom straw we yeah. use at home a lot. Yeah, um, take it. Some of the blinds like that. that you that are out there now have the little loops on it, so you can go ahead and just shove a bunch of brush in it. Yeah, a bunch of grass. You know, Maristep came out with the burlap blind. You know, yeah. a few years ago. Mm -hmm. And we'll put that next to some of the other companies. You know what I mean? And it's night and day. It's okay. it's night and day. That's a really good tip about using the burlap on it's, the outside of it. Yeah, it's just it, to absorb the light. It, that's it. The, yeah, yeah. It's because huge. you're right. After after a little while, every brand I've used, they get shiny. Yep. They get shiny, and from a distance, whoop, there's a blind. Yep. Yep. So you that burlap not you that put the material on it. That'll never happen. Okay. Really good tip. Okay, so uh, so in a field and things, you're talking about using. You know, lower spots, not on the not on the top of the hill where it, where yep. the horizon is messed up. And again, Pito, mm -hmm. is if it's out there in a long Ahead of time, time. Okay, you, you, it really doesn't matter where you you you've gone down the highway and you see this box blind sitting there in the you, middle of the field. In the middle of the field, and it's been there for twenty years, mm -hmm. and they still shoot deer out of it. You, you, you know what I mean? Because they get But used we're to talking it. about guys that don't have that opportunity. Mm -hmm. You know, to, to leave it out. And, and they so so we want to get them, hopefully get them a little better. So they get, you know, gain a little bit of knowledge instead of right at that moment. Yeah. So it screws them up. You, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah. But with that, let's say that you're hunting public land and you have to take it in and out every day. So in that situation, you can't put it out ahead of time, and, right. you, and you really don't have a lot of time to brush it in unless it's an afternoon hunt. Maybe you can get there, and but you got to be quiet while you're doing it. So, what kind of situation would you look for to set it up in that in that scenario? Uh, first and foremost, sun. See, because when the sun comes up, your sun's going down. It's hitting that flat surface. Again, if it reflects that, I mean, that's a it's a damn 
highway sign. Yeah. At that moment, you know what I mean? It's a highway sign that ain't never been there. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's like, whoa. And then I'll, you watch their ears go up, you know, at 250 yards, and then they're gone. I, I mean, so, you know, paying attention to how the sun is and how it's going to hit the blind. Another thing, go to some of these big retailers at the at the end of fall mm-hmm. when they're selling for pennies on the dollar all the artificial fall color plastic leaves you know the little yeah. wired plants yeah. and everything the little viney yeah. things that they the do for decorating thanksgiving for and things like yeah. that the decorations go, go to the craft stores i don't want to drop brand names, names no. but yeah because you can go there after season and they're having their 50 70 percent off sale and you can buy you, all kinds of fall leaves i used to places. buy bags of it and you, you know what i mean and what you do is you put them on the loops you still could take down your blind yeah it's a little bulkier but now when you pop it up somewhere it's you already camouflaged. Off. You're not wasting time. It's already been been done. Yeah. And then you add that burlap or something like that. You'd be amazed at how all of a sudden you are blending in the terrain, you know, or, or in the mm-hmm. situation that much better. Now, would you take the burlap and like cut it in strips like a ghillie does to break up this? Or you just just straight burlap? I just oh no, you, you like can, if I walk into yeah. a public spot and I say, oh, you know, I've been. This is where I want to put my blind. I open my blind up. I take burlap and throw right on top of it. If if you if you do that, you want to make sure that you're still attaching it somehow to the blind because if the wind blows, it's it could just flap and everything. everything. Yeah. You don't want yeah. that. Even if you use little zip ties or something, yeah, hook it to the loops it. or something. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a good tip. And the plastic leaves is a great tip. We talked about using artificial Christmas trees right. in our earlier yeah, before, podcast. Yeah. You know, so now we're we're using other things. That and you don't buy them, you know, early fall. You wait till they you, go on sale. You prepare you for sale. next year. So yeah. then you can go home and say, I saved you 70%. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I saved you $600 today. And then he freaks yeah, out. You but spent $1,200. Yeah. <laughs> but I saved you 600 <laughs> So when do you you decide if you're going to use a hub style blind versus a natural blind and then how do you build a natural blind and things of that nature like just using the the terrain the terrain or whatever's there sticks limbs you know i know people who actually build natural blinds way ahead of time and they yep. use them and refresh them year after year as things begin to deteriorate they refresh them year after year i've seen people use landscape timbers because it's wood or, or uh, cedar poles or things of that nature, pine logs, to stack them up to make a natural blind. When is that better or is it better? It just depends on things. You know, I think um, one of the people that loves to make natural blinds that we all know is Fern. Yep. He makes his nests when you go moose hunting. Okay, he goes out. A nest. Little, he calls yeah, he calls it, him a nest. He calls a it for, for moose. <laughs> nest. Oh yeah, it's, it's a first nest. nest. I've heard him nest. say moose Can't, nest. I didn't know what he was talking about. Can't okay. you go out, folks. You go up to Ontario. Go hunt moose with fern. and he has nests. And he goes out there and he makes natural blinds. He goes out there in summer. Yeah. He's oh, used yeah. the he's, same ones years and years and years. He sets them up on all the different lakes that he takes the moose hunters on. But he has natural blinds that he sets up even though he does call them nests but and he sets it up with all the stuff he's out there he cleans all the ground surface so there's no there's no he, noise no scuffling there's no i mean he 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 goes that extra mile okay and that's why i mean he shoots some moves every year with his boat yeah you, you yeah. know what i mean yeah, because yeah. he does that and and you know when do you do that i don't know if we can put you know, you know what I mean? Right, Specifics, right. Pete. I, but but I, I would tell you this. Um, 
the majority of the natural blinds we've built were because we were pre-scouting. Mm-hmm. We found something that we we could usually got we weren't going to change. Yeah. We weren't going to move. We were going to hunker down right then and there, yeah. like a deadfall. You, you right. know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And yeah. we all, here, here's something: always carry a little folding saw, okay, and snips, okay. Always carry cord. Yep. Just a paracord or yeah, something. Yeah, just kind of a rope. Because you would, you'll always be prepared okay. for that. You know, like like an elk hunt. All of a sudden, you're hiking these mountains and you find a wallow that it, it in just, the middle of nowhere. Middle of nowhere. You don't. And have you're a like, oh my you. gosh. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's it's noon. You know that in a few hours he's going to get off his bed. He's going to start bugling from his bed. He's going to get off his bed. He's going to come down. He's going to wallow. And then he's going to go do what he's got to do. Hunker down. I shot my biggest bull on, on public land in, yeah. in New Mexico, which that identical thing. We'll be right back with more of Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers. This segment of the Off-Grid Podcast is brought to you by Hoyt and the all-new 2019 Redworks Carbon RX3 Series. These bows are engineered for those archers who demand everything. They are built to perform and excel in the most pressure-packed conditions imaginable. Nothing delivers like the Hoyt Carbon RX3 series. Get serious. Get Hoyt. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now let's get back to the show. So you were just, as you do we when you're hunting, and, I mean, you, yeah. if you're hunting and you stumble across a wallet. Yep. yep. And that then, was just, oh my gosh. So yeah. you guys actually found a, a big dead a big dead tree, a big log yep. within, it was about 30 yards from the water hole. Yep. About 30 yards from the wallow. You know, hunkered down, got your, your saw and your, your snips out, just got a couple extra branches up just for a little extra cover. Because right. you, don't, you don't need just something in front of you. You need to make sure that you have something behind, behind you. you as well, yeah. A lot of times that's where you're going to get busted is just your movement. Cover. You need to break up that silhouette. You need a yeah. little bit in front and a little bit more behind. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it before, too, on that, Vicky. is that is if you put stuff behind you, especially when you're bow hunting from the ground, is, it, is that... You you just blend into what's behind you, right. so the things in front when you're drawing, they don't even they can't even see your movement because of right. the, the nice cover behind you in, in back of you. Yeah, you know yeah. It, it's like in a situation, all of a sudden you're you got you're in pines and mm-hmm. cedars or whatever. The best thing you could do is back into one, snip it, yeah. create a pocket that you could be into. You don't need the cover in front of you at not that at moment. Not you're at in all. the shadows. Yeah. The sun's not blaring, flaring yeah. on you. And, and I mean, the next thing you know, you got a, you got game walking right by you. They don't even have a clue. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Okay. So, so I think a, a natural bond. We love we love our hub style blinds because mm-hmm. they're quick. You, you yeah, know what I mean? And I do. As long as you take the time to brush them in. Yeah. Plus, they're a, little, a lot more weatherproof than oh, a natural yeah. blind. You're going to stay drier, obviously. And, and with the winds howling, and the wind is protection. You know, that's one of the reasons I like the hub style blinds. Is is uh, I don't have any stands on my property that have roofs on them. So if it's misting rain or or yeah, you're just you get soaked in a hurry and don't even realize it because it's misting. But in that blind, I can sit there for as long as I want to sit there. Well, it goes back to what you said earlier. The kids, yeah, they ain't sitting outside in the miserable weather. Not that you at have. All. Them, they're protected. You can bring blankets in if it's colder out. That's I mean, there's right. so many things. It's you a new hunter. It's your wife. Yeah. It's your girlfriend. It's you know. You it's want it's the girl to... taking the boyfriend. I mean, it's you yeah. know, it's just you're you're out of the conditions. That's, that's right. huge. That's right. You know, and knowing that 
there's one thing that I, you know, hopefully everybody can listen to. Mm -hmm. And that is it's real inexpensive to take a measurement from the ground to that hub, your top center hub. Okay. Cut a branch. And when you leave, you put that stick in there from the ground to that hub. Because if you're not there and you get a heavy frost or you got snow or something. It caves it in. It caves yeah. it in. You get out there, it could be frozen caving in. You put that stick there, it will that'll never happen again. Yeah. Yeah, and I had to learn that the hard way. Everybody you know, has. Yep, yeah, we've all learned it that way. And there are some companies that even make supports that you can put in there now yeah. that you can buy, but if you don't have that, like well, you, you can said, go, you can go to go a retailer and go buy a a, um, a shower curtain rod. Yeah, this and you just extendable curtain rod and yeah. just stick it in there. That's you know, a good idea. It is, and it's probably less expensive. Not less expensive than cutting a sapling. No, it's not not less expensive than that, but you could actually make it a little bit tighter to make sure it fits right where you need it to fit. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, one of the other things we didn't discuss, though, is that you had said that, but about tying your blinds down. You know, a lot of times you set a blind. Okay, we've learned our lesson. When we put a blind up, we'll make sure that we go ahead and we put the spikes in there and you spike it down to the ground and you use the rope that comes with it and you tie it down as much as you can. Now, here's if you're going to deal with a ground blind in windier conditions, Mm -hmm. instead of just using the rope they supply. Yeah. Go pick yourself up. You could buy a can, a little plastic can of inexpensive um, bungee cords. Okay. And what you do is you still run the cord, but in, from the cord to the blind, you put the bungee. The reason for that, you run it tight. So you tie the cord from the stake to the bungee. Or right. on the bungee. Yeah. Just so it's in one way, whether it's on the blind so it's or a on shock. the thing. It's, it's a, a shock, shock absorber. That takes a ton of that wind pressure, yet it still keeps your blind together. Man, what a great idea. Yeah. And it's cheap. Yeah, they it's are cheap. really cheap. Yeah, they're very cheap. But if you do that, you'll be amazed at like how you... eight or ten inch bungee yes, cord. Yeah, because it will just take it. It won't rip it. Just, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It won't bust a hub. It won't bust a, a, a pole out of your blind. Right. In, in heavy brush like we're dealing with here at home in Midwest and all that, you, the wind's broken up a lot because you're yeah. in the timber. Yeah. But when you're setting up for, for elk, when you're antelope. setting up for antelope, antelope, possibly mule deer in the sage flats, yeah. there's a lot of times you have those blinds out and they're totally exposed. Totally. Try yeah. the bungee cord. You'll, you'll be shocked at what it does. Yeah, that's a great tip. That is a great tip. So just to make sure that the listeners are clear and that Pete's clear is you... The bungee cord goes somewhere between the stake and the blind. Yes. yes. So somewhere in there. It can be yep. in the blind to the rope, or, rope yep. to stake, you or can, southern most, end. It doesn't matter blind, which end it's no, on. Most of the blinds have a, a black strap that comes out of the hub with, yep. the, with the eye ring, the black strap. Yep. So you can hook the bungee there, mm-hmm. bend, the, bend the hook. So it won't come off. Yep, so it won't come off. And then tie your cord from the bungee other hook to your, to, to your, your ground stake. To your stake. Okay. And you, I mean, you'll see, you'll see exactly what we're talking That's about. That's a great idea because I, you know, in the South we have hurricanes, and I've already really? had two, obviously uh, like already, every year. Yeah, I know. We, I've already had two blinds destroyed this year from the winds. This already. year, this year, well, that we I had up early, you know, for the season because our season's already open, and um, and they have just been totally destroyed by the wind, and that would have probably well, helped. It'll help. In yeah. late season, we've actually had that issue out just out here across the road. We put up a blind for late season, 
um, in a waterway, mm-hmm. cut bean field or cut corn field, but the the green waterways that go through it. Yeah, so we would yeah. sit up there because what we were finding is we were finding all the deer were eating the grass in the waterway come late season here. So we're like, okay, we're going to get the blind up. We got the blind up. They got used to it. And then we had that huge storm come oh. through. And it was, we had it strapped down. We had everything you possibly could almost do. Didn't but have it's a bungee. Still, but Didn't it think went, we needed it. Yeah, but it went rolling across the field like we found Tumbleweed. pieces of yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, yeah, I do. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? I, I mean, you know, we're having fun with it, but that's a couple hundred bucks. It is. Or more. You just said you lost yeah. two. That, lost let's two just say that's $400. Here. Yeah, I know. You're out $400. Out $400 and you know, a place other, to hunt. The other thing, too, is don't ever hesitate. Like, you know, good example, a Maristep. Right. Or... or NAP or a lot of these companies, you know, that, that are doing blinds are your retailers, Cabela's, yeah. Bass Pro. They're making their own stuff. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. But if, if you break hubs or something, they can be fixed. Yeah. Don't throw it out. Don't throw it Just out. Just contact the manufacturer and yes. they can get you a new hub or, or poles. You can buy we, we, we break poles You see the shock on my face? I know. But if, I did yeah, not know you that. I have thrown this. away so many no. blinds. No. Not knowing you can get replaced. Well, we have a blind that's not. totally trashed. I always remove, remove, remove the, the hubs poles. and the good poles. So it's when we one bust another pole, yeah, it's one screw. You like such not, an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but now if you get one of them spring steel ones that pop out, oh, yeah. and they get all bent up and nasty. Those are kind of hard. Yeah. yeah, just yeah. yeah. But the hub style ones, oh yeah, no, those are well, all. I have everything's two, replaced. I have two at my cabin that I've taken down that have been destroyed because of the weather. That I still have all the parts. That's it. Take See? all the parts. Okay. You, you know what I mean? Like, like I if you're... If and the between the two, is, maybe you can make one out of it. Yeah. That's exactly right. If yeah. the blind is ripped and shredded, you, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So but, if the material's gone, you still have the frame. Keep keep the hubs, keep the poles, the good poles. Right. And the thing is, is if a pole's broke, mm-hmm. we've tried to tape them, that fiberglass is going to... Be gonna, careful. It's going gonna, it's gonna to hurt you. It's yeah. going to be bad. Yeah, Get you can. rid of it and, you know, call Just that manufacturer. What they're going to do is they're going to ask you for the model number and they're going to know the pole length. Okay. Because there are certain dimensions. Right. There are different pole lengths. Yeah. So you want to make and sure... And be a quarter of an inch different. It won't fit. No. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Next time you go to it, pop it up, it's not going to work right. right. But Okay. You know, and wow, actually, that's a really good tip. Yeah, and actually where we usually find that we get poles broken is if we're hunting somewhere and we have our blinds up and either A, all of a sudden there's cattle around. Cattle, uh, cattle love to destroy ground uh, blinds. Just I don't walk know. right over them. They do. It's they like just they got to rub on them once yeah. they give. Yeah. Then and, they lean on them and they just. And they just destroy them. And then bear hunting. We yeah. can't We can't leave blinds up bear hunting. Yeah. We've actually taken um, an electrical fence, when the, the solar fence. The solar fence, put it around your We blind. put it around yeah. our ground blinds yeah. when we're bear hunting That's to keep funny. them out. Antelope out west, the guys, you know what I mean? They have to do something. You know what I mean? Because you, if you're hunting a ranch and they got cattle, they really, I mean, that's their priority are yeah. their cattle. Absolutely. Right? So you're putting them by yeah. a water hole. There's some, you, you have to put up fencing. You have you to have do, to do something, something they're gonna to deter rub them from, yeah. from doing that. Yeah, and that's a, that's a very good tip, too, is to take, because electric fence on these little fiberglass poles is very light, very, no, easy, no. To, very easy to take. And now they make the actual, what, what we call at home, ribbon, electric yeah. ribbon, yes. yeah. as opposed to wire. So it'll, it'll roll up, yep. whereas the wire is pretty hard to roll and Was unroll. It our non-typical fencing for our food plots. Yeah. yeah. You know, we pulled it already, but yeah, it's sitting in our shed. Yeah. 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 So we kind of got off track on the natural blinds yes. to start talking about other <laughs> things. But I'm curious as to if you're building a natural blind ahead of time, uh, 
Um, I'm like you. I use blowdowns a lot. Yeah. If there's a if, if there happens to be a good tree that's blown down the large trunk, I'll lay things against and so forth. How high do you make it? Again, the lower I can go, the better off I am because now I'm, I'm I'm not breaking that horizon that the animals can see over it. But you also have to figure out where you're going to be and how you're going to hunt. Yep. Yeah. Are you going to be standing? Are you going to be sitting on a chair? <clears throat> are you going to be sitting on your butt? And if it's a blowdown, are you using the trunk of the tree to hide your silhouette? silhouette? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's Silly. a lot of things. Everything, you got to take it all into consideration. So, I mean, okay. if you're sitting and it's just a blowdown and the trunk is no longer standing. Yeah. You know, depending on how big the tree is, obviously you're going to so have to... So are you in the limbs of the tree? Are you on the right. trunk of the tree? All that plays right. into it as to as well, The to other thing to get. Pete, is, again, the sun. Okay. See, because what you're trying to do is you're trying to create... Sh- you want to try to create shadow. You want to get inside the shadow because that really helps to dissolve our human silhouette mm-hmm. instead of it sitting out in the right. sunlight. So now you put this beautiful brush around you and in back of you. The sun is overhead. It is shining down on you. You become a neon sign again. Yeah. Like, like remember right. the blind we just built out in Colorado? I built yeah. you inside the wall, right yep. by the water Underneath that pine. Underneath, I utilized the canopy of the of the of the pines okay and tucked her and one of our camera guys chad in in, in there yep. so they would literally i mean the sun was never a big issue right. we cut some i cut some branches and we actually put them up because we we're going to have them hunt there you know for the afternoon hunt so i look on my compass i'm making sure i i know where that sun's going to come down to okay so, because if she's got sun, if she's got backlight, and she does this, she's going to be spotted. Boom, their yeah, eye, their, their, their peripheral vision is going to catch that movement. And then, then game over. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if we cover that up, if you just if we we you can't see now, she can make her draw. You or I, I mean, yeah, we can you, make her draw. You can draw. So, so be trying to find a canopy. Okay. To me, is essential. How close to where you want to shoot do you set these spots? Preference. Anybody, I mean, for, for you, and you know this, Pete. You know, I mean, we bow hunt. Right. I'm going to tell you right now, I like... Within 20. I like I like 20 to 25, 30 yards max. You, yeah. you, you know that's what I mean? That's what I said about 20 to 25 yeah. yards. I mean, that, yeah. that's what I like. 22 to 25 yard shot. Yeah. If, if I'm looking at a trail or right. a water source or whatever, I try to get 20 to 25. I feel like closer than that, I'm kind of in their zone. They're going to spot me. But further than that, I'm giving myself a longer shot. Why would I want to do that? You know. Now, if you're a gun hunter, how far would you set it? As far as you can get away with it? 20 to 25. No. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would. I would do exactly the why same not? thing. You know, why yeah. not? I, mean, I would do the same. I, the reason I put you're it in the same spot. You just got to you know, make sure to turn the scope down. That's yeah. all. <laughs> you, you know, you, you want to you have that little flexibility of being a little longer. You, yeah. you know what I mean? I, I'm telling you, I, I'd still be at 100 yards or less. Oh, absolutely. I, I yeah. just, you, yeah. it all depends. The animal, it depends on so many things. And again, it's the wind. Yeah. I, I mean, the wind is everything. You well, let's say let's say that you're on an antelope hunt and you're going to use a blind on a water hole and you're a gun hunter. You don't have to be 20 yards. You can get back 60, 75. Right. So at that point, I think I would look at the terrain yeah. and see where's the best place that's going to blend in the most. Now, if you're rifle hunting too, yeah. I'm going to tell you, I would actually say, let, let, let me find a big clump of sage. And sit down. I'm going to get my butt on the ground 
and I'm just going to hunker down. I'm going to put cut some sage and I'm going to put it so it covers, you know, somewhat of me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my I'm, I got my I got my X bolt sitting right there on my bog pond in its position. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But I wouldn't even use the blind. Just Wait. got a nice chair to yes, sit sir. down or something uh, kind of like your Browning turkey chair see, or something. Like, the, like a turkey yeah. chair, turkey yeah. cushion. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you got it made. Well, you know, yeah. um, actually this fall in Utah, there was a natural blind and it kind of freaked <clears throat> When we had um, Chad was in there filming you in the tree, yeah, and they could see something in that blind that they had built, and it the, they were you guys were having a horrible reaction. It wasn't a roof. There was no there was roof. no roof, so the there sun is shining problem. down on them. So <clears throat> they end up discussing it. Chad got out of that. Went sat underneath a tree with the sage all the way around him. Set up his tripod. Sat down, and he actually had a shivers moose come by him and nudge him with his leg. Oh, how cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just a matter of realizing what, I mean, here it is. We actually, they have a blind. Yeah. Oh yeah. But the sun was killing Chad every mm-hmm. time he tried to move to film, you know, cause Ralph was in a tree stand about 25 yards from him. Right. But cause the way the train was in the hill, Absolutely. he was up a little bit yeah. higher and everything like that. And they kept busting Chad. Got incredible footage. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? It yeah. was a whole different angle. And that's what we always try to do. We always right. try to change it up because just over the shoulder. I mean, You've seen that a million times. Yeah. Yeah. You want we try to make different. it different. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, just, and, and just him moving though over to that sagebrush. Huge difference. Made yeah. a huge difference. Yeah. I think it's a, we made a good point a minute ago about using the turkey chair. I think it's important because I, ever since I discovered that Browning turkey chair, I, I, I call it, I, I don't know if it's the strutter or the, the long, I forget the name of it, but that thing is so comfortable. I have started using that more than actually anything else. I take it, just because it's a turkey chair, you can use it for yeah, deer Yeah, it doesn't hunting. mean you can't use it for yeah. anything else. Oh, yeah. And it gets, you, it gets you three or four inches <clears throat> off the ground. It's yeah. comfortable, and I'll take that. I'll just <laughs> nest to use yep. Fern's word, I'll nest in a blowdown, or I'll just uh, uh, back up into some brush and on a on a bluff overlooking where the deer come down through the draw. And and man, it's it's quick, it's easy because, like we've talked before, you use the wind to decide where you're going to hunt. And if I decide, you know, it's a perfect wind for the bluff, I don't have a stand at the bluff. We'll be right back with more Ralph and Vicky's Off Grid Podcast with your host Pete Rogers. This segment of Off Grid Podcast is brought to you by New Archery Products. Since the introduction of the first Spitfire broadhead more than two decades ago, NAP has been leading the way in a mechanical broadhead technology. No matter what game you're pursuing or which style of mechanical broadhead you prefer, NAP has something for you. From the time-proven Spitfire line to the rear-deploying kill zone line that creates massive entry holes, NAP mechanical broadheads continue to pave the way. Welcome back to Ralph and Vicky's Off-Grid Podcast with Pete Rogers. We're coming to you from the Hunter's Blend Coffee Studio. Now let's get back to the show. So I'll take my turkey chair and I'll just go sit sit down on the ground and and uh, there's something about eye level hunting animals from the ground. It just it just really drives up the the adrenaline for me. It does. Oh, bam, you know, it, it, it really does. does. And you start talking about chairs. So when you go antelope hunting or if you're doing an all day sit. One of the things that you also need, besides just setting up your blind and being, you know, hidden no matter where the sun's at the whole nine yards is 
comfort of your chair all day long. Very important. You know, there's some things that just, I mean, we've hunted, we've gone where we've sat on milk crates. We've done a whole, which is a horrible That's thing to horrible do. Horrible. Oh, to horrible. A five-gallon bucket. Five-gallon <laughs> bucket with that little ring in the bucket. center yeah. of it. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, so it doesn't, we're not saying you have to go out and buy a chair. You know what? Five-gallon buckets work great, but you know what? Cushion. Take a, take a boat cushion. If you don't have like a tree stand cushion that you took, brought back in from the woods, a boat cushion, something. something, because even if you take your coat out of your backpack and sit on it, if you're sitting out there, yeah, if you're sitting out there for more than like two hours, oh, yeah. you, you're going to start fidgeting. And yeah. yes, you're in a blind, so you can fidget a little bit more, but yeah, it just you just have to, well, it makes well, and, and there's like diff- the triangle chairs are actually, they don't take up as much room in the blind and some are really comfortable and some are not the smaller ones. Don't they seem just to cut be. the blood off to your oh legs. Oh my gosh! And your legs go yeah. Sleep. Oh yeah. Yeah. And other yeah. things. And other you things. Go, yes. <laughs> I don't have that problem. No. no. <laughs> but, but now, like Vicky said, you take that triangle chair, yeah. put a cushion. Night and day difference. Night and day. Night yeah. and day. It really is. And and the other thing, Pete, that you, you know, like you brought up. Let's face a few facts. One, we're get, we're the majority of us are getting older. Yep. Well, actually, everyone's getting older. Just yeah, so you know, yeah, you're just right. Yeah, yeah, older. Older. Some of us are, <laughs> are, are approaching <laughs> senior citizen yeah, yeah. status. Yeah, I'm close. But sitting on the ground mm-hmm. penetrates you. That little chair, like we're talking about, yeah. that brownie chair, you sit up. I mean, you four you, inches, five you, inches. Yeah. There's no moisture coming up your spine, and you don't feel. Uh, I mean, it's a game changer, that, man. Oh, it, it really is. It is. And I'll tell you, that little chair, we've used it a lot out west. Mm -hmm. You just throw it. I mean, you know, because a lot of the situations, you drive to a a vantage point. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then we get out and we, you know, we'll sit in glass for hours. Sit in that chair. Take that little chair. Keep your spine scope, your your legs right there, and you can sit there forever. Yep. And you're comfortable. so comfortable. They are mm-hmm. so comfortable. I mean, it was a total game changer. I discovered it for turkey, yeah. deer, everything else. Now, could you you shoot your bow out of it? Huh. It's a you know because the one I use the wings wings back, back so so hard. Uh, I can, but it's uh, I have to sit sideways in it. Yeah, you know I have to if I'm going to be bow hunting out of it. Then when I sit, I sit. You know, sideways. Yeah. To one side. Yeah, sideways in it so that I can draw and then I'm I'm only from the front to the left. Yep. You know, I can't go at all to the right because of the way I'm sitting. But but yes I can because I like to turkey hunt from the ground with my bow without using blinds. If you take a a cushion, yeah. a bow cushion uh-huh. and you put it in back of you on that pitch, it's gonna straighten it puts up. you straight up and you could literally just shoot right off it. It's but, really but cool. you know, like you were just saying also is that you were trying, you figured it out before you went out. That's right. There's a lot of things. Yeah. So when you're in a ground blind and you bring a chair that has arms and you're going to bow hunt, you you need to pay attention to that because I mean, we, we've used all types of chairs. I mean, we've gone on hunts where you show up and they're like, yeah, okay, well, oh, we forgot to bring you guys chair. We don't have any chairs for you guys. So we'll run to a retailer and and buy like $5 chairs. They got the arms and they're going to break the second time you use them and stuff like that. But the arms, yeah, 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 yellow, you know, it's like, whoa, but you use them because you want to do it, but you need to really pay attention how you set that chair up inside the blind and make sure that the floor inside that blind is clean so you're not rustling if you need to move your chair at a moment. Yeah. Yeah. And again, that's for putting the blinds in and way in advance. We actually went and bought a electric weed eater. Okay. 
Put, bought, bought an extra battery. Well, Weed Eater is a brand, so we need to say Weed Whacker. Weed Whacker. Okay. okay. So okay. What, was, what was it? Like Kleenex. <laughs> exactly. you know, so we grabbed it and, and you just, you, you know, it's clean. How's it go again? Okay. Or no, Are you I'm sure? Sorry, it's electric. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't make any. It was just like, it makes no noise at all. But that's, Wait. you know, I've used the backpack blower to clean the debris yep. out, but the, the electric weed eater is a good idea because it just cuts everything down right there. Yep. yep. And, and I mean, it's quieter. You don't mm-hmm. need a whole little you know, high RP. No sound effects. <laughs> yeah. It's a podcast. They have to it's hear it. They have to hear it. his facial and, expressions. And then my electric time, one. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all you know, I guess what it boils down to our ground blind hunting is a blast. And yeah. the BNI level is absolutely it changes everything. Your look and I, and the other thing too, if you've never hunted from the ground, mm-hmm. they will always look bigger. Yes. Always everything will. Everything, everything will look bigger to you from the ground level. Yes. Without a shadow of a doubt, we've had more animals sh- it, I, um, amazingly shrink. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's a because little bit of ground shrinkage going on. <laughs> when you got a bear at like you know seven feet, yeah. looking in your blind, or really coming and touching he looks your really, blind, really big. He just every step he comes, he gets bigger. Yeah. He, you know now, what I mean? now yeah. hang on a second. I do have to say though, this spring we were up in Saskatchewan with um, with Jeff with, Jerome. with Jeff Jerome yeah. Deep in the Bush Adventures. And Freddie and I were sitting, it was day three, hadn't seen a bear. And Freddie and I are sitting there just waiting. We're not seeing anything. Well, you were hunting a particular animal. We were hunting a particular animal. And I hear a noise and I thought it was Freddie scratching his leg, you know, because I heard like him breathing and a scratch leg. And I was going to say something like, Shh, you know, just be a stinker to Freddie. And I go to look because I was looking out this window and Freddie's sitting to, I'm looking out the window to the right and Freddie's sitting on my left. And I, my peripheral vision turns, and this bear—I mean, he was—he was, he was um, stud, a, a huge no bear. Brainer. His head was almost in the window. Oh my goodness! And I like just grabbed Freddie's leg. I'm like, and he's just <gasps> Freddie just about had a heart attack in the blind. We didn't hear him. We had brush and trees behind us, and he come in and snuck in on us. So like, how does an animal that big that, be that big? Quiet? I don't. We have Isn't no. That amazing. And because it was so quiet, it wasn't windy that night or anything. We have, and he goes and I mean, he was a huge bear, huge black bear, and he Freddie and I were like caught. Like there's you just okay. So I grabbed my bow and Freddie's like trying to move a camera because we're filming out straight ahead of us. And he showed up right on the corner window, just in that window was just there so we could see if something was coming. Right. right. So he had to come straight up behind us, and his head is right in that window. Oh my goodness. Oh yeah. So I mean that was that was pretty cool. But then we've also had other times where you and I did get the bear. I did get the bear. He went out and actually the the. Problems with filming sometimes, the pros and cons is my mic went dead at the same time. Of course. So as the bear goes, he didn't really run. He kind of walked away from us because we're like, and um, my mic, all of a sudden, Freddie's got his headphones on and I can hear my mic in his ears. I can hear it. And I'm like, oh, crud, I can't, what am I going to do? You know, and and every time my microphone would make the static noise in the headphones that I can hear, the bear could hear. Oh, you see him react. You can to see the sound. him react to the now, sound. Now you're talking about the cameraman, Freddie, wearing headphones. It, headphones, and he hears hears that. So I That's mean, amazing. Yeah, but he got to about twenty yards, and I, 
stuck him with a beam in. How about he that? He, he didn't go. He didn't go 70 yards. Big bear. Thankfully, Jeff had a big vehicle and a sled and everything else that we could get. The three of us got him out of there because we couldn't get a hold of you because we had a. Was it, there was no cell phone service out there. So yeah. it was kind of crazy. But the other time, I think bear hunting wise, that was a lot of fun. And it's just a matter of being close and taking care of everything that goes on. Is Well, you and I, we were up in Alberta. And we had one of them blinds that had, like, the leafy stuff on the front. And ate it. And so when Ruff was saying, like, they come in and they look a lot bigger. Well, the one that this past spring that I had shot, definitely there was no ground shrinkage on him. He was huge. Okay. He, he freaked us out. But many years ago, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago, maybe more. Might have been longer. Maybe more than, yeah, it's yeah, probably it more than 10 years ago. Ruff and I, we were in Alberta and we set up a blind bear hunting. And we know we can't leave the blinds out there because they're going to get destroyed. Well, we're sitting in this ground blind and it has a leafy effect on the outside of it. And we had a little yearling cub come in like a two, two year old, like a little two year old, two year old bear comes in. It wasn't a cub, but a little two year old bear comes in and he comes up and he starts smelling the blind and he starts and I'm filming Ralph. Ralph is hunting and this bear starts pulling on the leafy stuff. <laughs> he just starts chewing on it and pulling it out. And then what happened? I just flicked him in the nose. He didn't like that. Yeah, he did not like She that. didn't like it either. I didn't like it. I'm like, what are you doing? I'm looking at him like, I'm going to kill him because this, even if it's only a two-year-old, it could still cause some major damage to yeah, us, you yeah. know? And we're out in the middle of nowhere. You know, you, yeah. they, they got to use Argo trails to get us out of there. I mean, it just, he thumped him right in the nose, huh? He thumped him in the nose, and that little bear, he stood up, and, he, and he's making this noise. He's like making the horrible noise at us and he stands up and he's like looking at us like what the heck just happened inside of there and then he walked away but yeah yeah okay so let's uh back to blind yes i was still blind back story blind. Yes. yes it is but uh um, <laughs> you know to kind of bring this all all together and uh wrap it up um I, I think it's important to say we talked about using blinds for children new hunters right. i think they're also good for older hunters well, and maybe mm-hmm. don't feel good for everybody. Good. I mean, but this, I just want to kind of make a point of that. Is, oh, yeah. Is, is I know a lot of older guys who don't like climbing up into deer stands, even and if it's a ladder stand. And maybe shouldn't. Even if it's a ladder stand and just, go, and just yeah. get up in there and so forth. So there's a lot of good uses for it, even just on a participation level. Absolutely. Besides an effectiveness level, being able to get the animal that you're going for, but even on a participation level, there's a lot of good uses for ground blinds. So I'd like to just make sure the audience understands is is don't discredit them. If you no. haven't if you haven't used it, use it. Make sure that it's uh, um, brushed in well, that you got a good location, and that it's uh, um, it's just a good, safe, uh, fun way to hunt. And it's you, hunt from the ground. One other thing too, which you probably don't worry much down in. South Carolina, because you've told us before mm-hmm. that you have summer and then Christmas That's and right. then summer. It's so, hot. but up here in Illinois, okay, northwestern Illinois, actually probably most of Illinois, come late season, one of the best things about having a hunting blind set up, a blind set up for this, is taking a heater out with you. <clears throat> <laughs> yes. Okay. Now, now let, let's be clear. Sounds kind of like we're, we're, you know, we'll I am, see on it. But I'm 58 years old. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I swore about two years ago I would never, you know, go in a right. blind and hunt with the heat. That's just I did it two years ago. And I swear now that I'm doing it a lot more. It's, you know, it's they, just you incredible. Just, you just take your safety. Oh, they make little 
heaters that you can put in your blind, whether it's the pop-up blind oh. or, you know, a right. hard-sided blind. Type just heater. a propane-type yeah. heater. You know, just be careful with it. Just yeah. watch what's going on. You know, right. make sure you have venting going on. But late season on them cold days, actually, yeah. just like today, you know, this week. I know, Pete, you've been hunting whitetails with us and this you've been week. Chilly. And you wanted to We've all been freezing. We've not freezing. It's been miserable. But we wouldn't let Pete use a heater because it's only October. No, so. you can't. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> I, I, I wanted the heater. They wouldn't have used it. I'm sorry. No, we have. We don't we take have. them out until like <laughs> mid-November or December. You can't have them before that. You well, get, I got thin blood from South Carolina, I'll tell you. But on that, did the deer not hear the propane because propane go have a constant I think it's a constant I yep. think one the constant noise is a big plus the other thing you know we're hunting we're we're not hunting a blind or a setup that the wind's not in our favor yeah. so the, as far as scent is controlled you, your scent is concerned you know we we have that do they hear it they might but in those severe conditions, remember what we're dealing with. Yeah. It's a lot of times it is breezy. If it's, you know, super still and it's that cold, the ground is frozen. They're walking, they're chewing, they're making all this noise. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I don't, it, we haven't seen it. Yeah. Well, on the opposite yeah. side of that, because I am from South Carolina, it's always so hot. I started 15 years ago, taking battery fans to the stands and to the blinds with yeah. me. So I have a little four inch stand, uh, battery fan I take in the deer stands. Yep. We've taken a antelope hunting. And then I got the eight inch fan I take to the ground blind. And, eight uh, inch? It, it, yeah. Well, yeah, it's that big. Battery fan put in the backpack. He brings a generator out with him. I set it right in front of me on the ground, blowing right up on me. And and uh, my son, th- three weeks ago, was like, "That's going to scare the deer away." We had, I, and I have film of this. We have does walking within five feet of the blind. It's just the a fan constant just noise. going, and it's that white noise. Yep. Like you said, it's a white noise. It's constant. It doesn't break it up, but it is a game changer when it's hot. Hmm. Having that fan blowing. Have you seen in. them little ones you can stick in your phone? I have. You gotta hold it. <laughs> you know, I'd rather have it, and I painted all my fans black. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, they know. have to be black because yeah, yeah. they're in a ground blind and they'll see them from on the ground. On the deer stand. Oh, uh, okay. See, on the deer that, stand. That's kind of funny. Like, like we're worried about using a heater and a ground so blind no, in like a, zero degrees, and he's got a battery operated yeah, fan. Yeah, but Pete, Pete can go, you know, now that he, I mean, he can go to all the trade shows and everything, and I'm back to say he has a fan. Have <laughs> a fan. <laughs> I have no, he has two. I have two fans. He has two fans. One's, one's bigger, one's littler. Yeah. But they're battery operated. Yeah, they're battery operated. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Not right. going there. Okay, right. so that's the end of the ground line yeah. podcast. Um, we'll stop at that point. That's then. the only fan I have. I have to plug it in for a door. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, so we'll wrap this up on the ground blind, ground blind tactics. So. <laughs> I think you nailed it, though, Pete, really. Yeah. A, a blind... Don't underestimate a blind, and yep. a proper setup is going going to pay huge dividends, okay. huge. And especially with today, you know, we're, we're striving and struggling to try to get more kids and, and more young adults and, and more more hunters, right. new yeah. hunters out there. Yeah. A ground yeah. blind affords cover, availability from, you know, on conditions and everything. But more right. than anything, it allows them to be fidgety because yeah. a lot of new hunters are. A lot of old hunters are. Yeah. The ground blind conceals that a allows you to get away with way more than you will just sitting out there, whether yes. a tree stand or just, you know, anywhere. Yeah. Um, so, so, I mean, you, you nailed it. I mean, it is. It, it's a, it, it's definitely in a, 
a huge advantage. Okay. And so, so don't underestimate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we'll just wrap it up on that note and say that you know, this concludes this podcast uh, of Off Grid with Ralph and Vicki. I'm your host, Pete Rogers. And if you haven't subscribed to our to our podcast, please do, because there's a lot more good information coming in the yeah. future. You're just never we're rocking sure and rolling. We're gonna get. Right. Yeah, you never know, you what, never know what's going to happen. You never know what you're going to get. Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you come back again for more of Ralph and Vicki's Off Grid Podcast with your host, Pete Rogers.